This is a Kitty Pod production. The Keep It To Yourself podcast is recorded on the ancestral land of the Mohican tribe. This episode is recorded by a live human being who will be talking to another live human being for the benefit of other live human beings. You're welcome. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode number 189 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. And welcome to your new summer blockbuster, Mission Impossible It. Starring yours truly, Jason Bullitt, your humble host. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, assator, pussy, imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour, demand the power, too sweet to be sour. They call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm your pre-owned. That's right, it's me, Smokey Bear. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Hang on, baby Jesus, this is going to get bumpy. Baby, baby. And I'm coming to you from the rolling, and as of time of recording, and hopefully temporarily, smoky, albeit lightly so, hills of Saratoga County, New York. Here we are, mid-July 2023. We've got a special guest on this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, we're getting ready for the Summer of Littles 2023. And I floated the idea of getting some of my fellow Littles. These are fans of the Tony Kornheiser show, as am I. And we're going to have some chats here. And we're just going to pick their brains about life as a fan of the Tony Kornheiser show. And even outside of the fandom, too. And we have a great guest to start off the whole series. It's Dina in Damascus. She's going to be in the hot seat taking the questions from yours truly. So looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to much more for responses as far as that. Chuck and Roxy hopefully be in here before too long. I put the bat signal out to Bob Walsh. He said he'd be interested. Joe Arrow. Uh, Haven't heard from Steve Lipton. I heard from Bobby Gottfried just today. And there'll be others, too. I had a cool Aunt Claire. Why not? I felt uh, guilty about not adding her. I'd have felt like a first-class heel. Like you normally do? Oh, get out of here. Jeez. Uh, He's getting in early. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll get to that in due time. But first up, let's get to the social media plugs. You can follow me on Instagram at Keep It To Yourself Podcast. There's also the Facebook page. And speaking of Mark... (laughs) What's his face? There's also the new platform Threads. Now, I'm still debating to myself whether or not I want to get on there or get a separate account or I don't know what the deal is going to be there. But we're debating it. Hopefully, I'll make a decision by the end of the summer. So there is that. Also, the world's loneliest email, kitypod at gmail.com. So you got that going. You'll have that too. He said, stumbling over his words. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get to the vanity portion before we get to our guest who is waiting patiently in the wings poised. Always great to see that. Uh, Dina Damascus is coming up momentarily, but as we're always wont to do in these episodes, no matter how long they are, we get the vanity portion. What's been going on in the life of one J. Michael Bullitt is he has been making summer merriment. He said, stumbling again. Well, yours truly spent this past weekend 
not here in the rolling hills of Saratoga County. I actually went to the northern Berkshires of western Massachusetts, specifically North Adams, Massachusetts. I wound up spending a sweltering, in one day at least, weekend with my father and his fiancée at her house. They hosted yours truly. Got there a little earlier than I should have liked. My dad was like, hey, weren't you supposed to be leaving after lunch? I wasn't intending the one-man Statler and Waldorf. I was just imitating my dad. Hey, I resemble that remark. Oh, he spoiled it again. Uh, security! Okay, well, <laughs> that's the last we've heard of him. Well, anyway... My dad texted me while I was driving around or making my way over there. And he said, why don't you invite your Uncle Al over to lunch? I said, okay. So I texted him and he, we met this little outdoor uh, summer eatery called Pedrin's. And it is an institution in North Adams, I will say. So he was right behind me as we were making the turn. I parked in front of the building. I didn't know to park in this uh, parking lot belonging to another business that shall go unnamed. They do provide my internet, though. I will tell you that, and we'll leave it there. So, he parked his Jeep in that parking lot. I somehow parked in front of the building. I don't know why I didn't bother going the other spot, but we met up. We wound up going Dutch for lunch. He had a fish fry. I had a Western chicken grill. That's what they call the grilled chicken sandwiches. And it was pretty good. The onion rings were fantastic. I did overhear later on that about Pedrin, they said, well, the quality might have fallen off as far as the food, but the onion rings, mm-hmm, man. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to get fried. You can still have the sandwich, but don't get the fries. So I'm like, all right, onion rings, why not? <laughs> so there you go right there. And my Uncle Al decided to treat me to ice cream afterwards. We went with the hard server, you know, the one you scoop out yourself. He got maple walnut, I got cookies and cream. And I'll tell you what, that was nice of him to do that. Now, my uncle, I was uh, without my Aunt Betsy because she had gone to the farmer's market down there in North Adams. And when she got back, the heat really put a, or not heat, the warmth, humidity, whatever it is, really put a whooping on her. She's been on anti-seizure medication. I haven't told that in the episode or on the show before, really. And, you know, that stuff can really affect you if you're out in the warm weather, the humidity for any significant length of time. Thankfully, I have no such issues with the prescription meds that I'm on for high blood pressure slash hypertension and anxiety. So there you go right there. I still can't take the heat like other people. I don't do very well in some of those conditions, but I digress. Anyway, after that great lunch, I go back to my Uncle Al's house. He wanted me to bring back some sugar-free popsicles for my dad so he could have those at Nancy's house as we do here at Bullet House in the freezer. But he also gave me a yoga mat that he got for this company that uh, I don't know if he works for. I thought my Uncle Al was retired or maybe he works part-time. I don't know, but he really had no use for it. I said, well, I'll just give it to my nephew, him being me, of course. And I have it in the trunk of the car. I have yet to get it out. I got back just yesterday. And next time I do yoga, I'll certainly bust that out, unwrap it, and then I'll be doing my yoga bit on that too instead of using the blanket in the living room of Bullet House. And, well, I mentioned Aunt Betsy earlier. We had a brief little conversation. She came out to see me, and that was it. You know, just went back to Nancy's house, and that was it. I arrived sometime before they went out and 
you know, they did whatever they did. He had to take my uh, dad's fiance's car back for service. You know, grease and all, and all that. So I get in the driveway. I go in the house like, oh, maybe I should park the car a little further back. Because I was close to the hill so much so I needed the parking brake. So I wind up putting the bags in. They're like, all right, I better move this back. So I put in reverse and I didn't even know that I had the parking brake in. So hopefully it didn't ruin it because it was such a short distance. So I disengage the parking brake, get out of the car, and no sooner am I out of there, there's Dad and Nancy right there pulling in. Now I'm going back in the house. I'm like, hey, I put those popsicles in the freezer. I'm like, geez, you know, somebody tipped me off to that. <laughs> so I'm like, I put them in the freezer. We're all good. So I spend a majority of the time just, you know, getting settled. And then I'm watching TV. I'm watching the American Century Championships. Steph Curry. Whoo, boy. Man, I mean, he's a great NBA player, but I didn't know he had it in him. Got a hole-in-one on the seventh hole. And I've mentioned the ACC before. That's my favorite golf tournament, not hosted by the PGA or even the Saudis, or not named the Ryder Cup. You know, it's all these celebrities, so you get athletes, you know, it's uh, football getting ready for training camp, right in the middle of the NBA and hockey postseasons, and all these celebrities come out, you know, Hollywood stars, if they weren't on strike with the SAG-AFTRA, sort of taking time off the picket line this year. And it's quite the quite the scene at Lake Tahoe. You got all the boats there. You got the mountain. It's still snow-capped. Here it is mid-July, all the snow they got over there this past winter. Everybody on the beach, the 17th hole, what a party atmosphere that is. So it was great watching that on TV, as has become tradition. Well, sometime later, we decided to sally forth to the North Am Steeplecats. There is this collegiate baseball team that's been playing for years now. So we go out to the ballpark, we pick up my Aunt Patty, and then my dad's fiance's sister and her husband come over. So all six of us are there. We're in the grandstand. You know, Nancy wants to keep dad out of the sun as best he can, so we say we're going to go in the grandstand. Every time I've gone there, we brought our chairs, sat on the grass, and we watched the game that way. In fact, uh, Chuck, that's... Uh, Nancy's sister's husband, or brother-in-law, as he should really be called, helped me with scoring the game. I brought like, this ridiculously oversized scorecard, or scorebook, really. That's the last time I buy shit like that on Amazon, I'll tell you. Whoo, boy. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it wasn't too heavy, but it was absurdly large for the task at hand. But anyway, I had a good time, even though the home team got their you-know-what's kicked in. Last year, you may recall, this was the same team that participated at doubleheader. But this was a nine-inning game now, and unfortunately, the Bristols got the better hand this time. 11-3 to is your final. I mean, the pitcher didn't last two innings. <laughs> you think the Yankees are having trouble? Oh, boy. Yikes. But I had a good time. I sweated my butt off somewhat. It was a swelter night. Then we all went out for pizza. I thought we were going to have everybody over to the house and order from somewhere. But nope, we decided to dine in. And it took a while for our pizza to come out. The other two guests decided to have separate dishes. But there you go right there. So, had myself a great time. Had a pretty late dinner. It was close to 9 o'clock by the time we got back home. Or 9.30 really. 
And that was it. So didn't do much on Sunday. I was at home most of the time. I just, you know, did Sunday things somewhere else. Took my shower. And then after a quick lunch, I decided to hit the road. Now, I have to put something on here as kind of a footnote. Close to 8.30 that morning, I got a notification on my phone that the area I was in, and most of New England for that matter, was put under a tornado watch. And we're going to go till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, thankfully, we did not have severe weather. We did have a rainstorm we woke up to on the morning. And all the twisters were thankfully in areas east of where we were, you know, between uh, where we were in Boston. So thankfully, none of that happened. By the time lunchtime hit, the tornado watch was called off. So I was able to have a nice trip without any further incident. Made a couple of stops along the way. But other than that, I had myself a great weekend. It was a wonderful time and friends and family, well, family, friends, really, really made it so. All right, I've stumbled over my words enough. We're going to bring on Dina Yagodich, a.k.a. Dina from Damascus, for the first of what I hope are many little chats as we make the run-up to Summer of Littles 2023. And you're going to hear the interview right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to have this woman as the first of the Littles on our Little Chat segment. We get ready for the 2023 edition of Summer of Littles. He is a retired math professor, but I know her more as a fan of the Tony Kornheiser Show, one of the Littles. Please welcome Dina in Damascus. Hey. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. <laughs> All right. So let's get to, uh, well, we get to, we'll talk about your fandom with Tony Kornheiser in just a moment. But first, let's have a little origin story. Let's get a little background on uh, Dina in Damascus, if you could, please. All right. Well, I didn't come out from Damascus, which is why I'm always careful to say Dina in Damascus. I'm originally from uh, what I consider upstate New York, although uh, other people might just consider all of New York State upstate New York. I um, was born in Utica, um, moved to California for a year or two, then moved to Watertown, New York, which is mm-hmm. basically Canada. Um, <laughs> the jewel then, of <laughs> Yeah, so then my right dad... Toronto, so Wolbein knows what you're talking about. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, and then we moved to, um, I think, Sandy... Yeah, we were in San Diego for about six months and then um, moved to St. Louis and then... Um, mm. I was at college at the time, and then my parents moved to Minneapolis because it turns out Watertown, New York, wasn't cold enough. And um, <laughs> come on, man! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went. I, I went to yeah. No, it's it's quite cold in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went to school in at Cornell. I got my undergrad oh, in. Red. Yep, yep. So uh, um, got my undergrad in electrical engineering. And um, started working in Annapolis. And after, I think I immediately started another master's degree at Johns Hopkins, got married. And after having one kid and trying to do part-time engineering and part-time mom, I didn't feel like I was doing great at either one. So I kind of decided to be the stay-at-home mom. Had three kids. By the time my third was born, started teaching because I thought, well, I can't have just nothing on my resume other than the dreaded PTA treasurer. 
And as much as I liked engineering, it turned out I was a really, really good instructor. So uh, I went from part-time eight years, and then um, I did full-time teaching at uh, Community College up the road for 11 years. So yes, I just retired as in May 31st. <laughs> well, congratulations to you on that you. front. How long were you in that profession? So I was worked as an engineer um, for five or six years and then dabbled mm -hmm. a little bit, but it was really the last almost 20 years that I was teaching. Oh, wow. So uh, this was at a uh, community college, if I'm yep. being let to understand correctly? Yep. yep. So my where I taught as an adjunct was um, a community college just down the road. And then um, I had trouble getting a full-time job because my master's degree was only electrical engineering, not mathematics. So I started mm. getting a new degree in applied mathematics. And I believe two months after starting that degree, I got my full-time job, but then I went ahead and finished it because I don't like starting things and not finishing them. Oh, there you go right there. I mean, we all could learn from something like that too. So um, I mean, back to your origin story, you uh, uh, briefly an upstate person. Uh, I've only been like Watertown, that's near the Thousand Isle. That's way up yep. in the north part of the state. They call it the North Country up yonder. Yep, yep. We were 30 uh, minutes uh, from the Canadian border. Yep, I've been to Alexandria Bay too. I've only been up there oh, but yeah. once. That was years ago. We used and, to have a boat there. Oh wow! So uh, Alexandria Bay too. You moved around quite a bit. What were you, was what, at least one of your parents in the military or? No, no. My dad was um, in upper management, and he specialized in um, manufacturing facilities. So he was originally worked for a company called Cheese Roll Ponds, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but they originally made Q-tips. So Q-tips, Vaseline, oh, that was um, American okay. products. Oh, wow. So, uh, so, he, he, started, yep, so he started working at um, uh, in uh, Riscany Falls, which is not very far outside of uh, Utica. Then okay. he got his um, college degree. He finished that up. And then they asked him to move to California to uh, help a company that they just bought. And then they decided to move that company back to upstate New York. So that's why we were in Watertown. And then Cheese Pond sold. And that's why we were temporarily in San Diego. He helped. Um, uh, the, they were building a new plant in Tijuana. So we were in San Diego for six months. And then the new corporate headquarters was in um, St. Louis. And then he ended up switching jobs, going from hospital products to school pictures. He worked for uh, Life Touch, his last uh, um, tenure, but it was all all manufacturing. So he just kind of went wherever the, the job took him. Oh, wow. So um, I don't know where he went to school. Where did he go? Syracuse, Utica College, or whereabouts? You know, I don't know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. I've never thought about that. I'll, so the, the story of my family is, so he, he dropped out of school, started working, um, and then his boss said, you need an undergrad degree because otherwise you're going to hit a point where we can't promote you anymore. And at the time, he was working a lot. He was going to school. And I was five or six, and I started calling him by his first name and slamming doors in his face. So he dropped out of school for a while, but he did go back and finish. But yeah, I have actually no idea what school he went to. I'm going to have to ask my dad that. 
<laughs> well, no big thing. I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting for the littles to know about it. But uh, okay, so that's the great origin story. But now the main reason you're here is you know we're getting ready for summer of littles. Uh, you know, I hope to have Bob Walsh on before all is said and done before we get to the fifth of August. Because as you well know, August has a holiday now. You it does. Unofficially, at least. <laughs> so I want to get into a little bit of your fandom of the Tony Kornheiser show. I came in about uh, early 2017, sometime after he started the podcast. I mean, I never listened to the radio show or, you know, I was read any of his columns in the Washington Post. I really didn't have access to that, even when I did have the internet. But what was your first known exposure to the Tony Kornheiser show or uh, Dr. Grandpa Hoff Waff, his own self? Well, because I've been in the D.C. area for uh, oof, almost 30 years now, um, I started reading him in the Post first and foremost. And it mm -hmm. wasn't so much in the sports section. It was when he was in the style section. Oh, yeah. I started um, on Washington Post. They have they still have some weekly chats. Well, he and Wilbon used to do a weekly chat that was really kind of like the radio show. And on the chat, he talked about the radio show. So I started watching, listening to 980 and then it switched to. Um, I think Sirius and I didn't have that. And then he um, went back on the radio. He was gone for um, Monday Night Football and then started on Washington Post Radio, which is a fantastic radio station that lasted about a year and a half. And then after that ended, he went back to ESPN. So I followed him. I really started with the newspaper and then switched to um, the radio and then finally the podcast. Yeah, well, that's where I jumped in. It was about early 2017. A friend of mine from high school who, uh, well, indirectly turned me on to the podcast. So uh, there was that. I mean, I, I didn't listen to the radio show. I only have one of his books. It's called the I'm Back for More Cash. I have it in the uh, bookshelf right nearby. Uh-huh. Takes pride of place right there. Now, speaking of which, you've listened to Tony. Would you prefer the podcast over the radio show? Um. You know, it is what it is. I think yeah. with the radio show, he had to, um, like the whole joke about the sales weasels, there was a podcast <laughs> delay and all of that. So yep. having it total control is nice, but I think he also doesn't have as quite as much in terms of, um, you know, the revenue from ESPN radio. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just thrilled that he's been doing it as long as he has for so long so i i don't complain about free stuff generally yeah you don't black for it too like he does do you <laughs> right i don't want <laughs> oh yeah yeah all right okay got some few questions here before mm -hmm. we wrap up you've been very generous with your time um who is your favorite member of the gang that this is pre-covid you know he would have guys like saliza gary braun david aldridge um andy paulie Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But who's your top? Who's tops among them in your book? Well, I'm going to well bomb the question and answer with two people. Um, I have to give a shout out to Gary Braun. He oh, lives um, close to Wardaka. He he's going to try to come this year. He comes to all the summer of littles. He's been yeah. he's just been a really great. Um, yeah friend of the of the littles but i'm gonna have to say if i had anybody to eat dinner with it would be gene or genie oh, <laughs> um, 
She, years ago, she had an art show in Frederick, Maryland, and I went up with my daughter and we chatted for a while. And then two years later, I saw her at Jingle Fest and she was like, oh, Dina, how's your daughter Lucy? And I couldn't remember, believe that she remembered me and recognized me. Um, She just, she's an incredible lady. Oh, I'll bet she is. All right. Least favorite member of the gang and why is it Chris Eliza? (laughs) I actually like Chris Eliza. He's all right. Good. Yeah, he's he's really in real life. He's 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 a good guy, and I actually enjoy his new newsletter because it's less about politics and more about what it was like to get fired and what it was like to restart things and reconnecting with his family and whatnot. So, um, my least favorite. Um, I I can't. No. Blame you. No, it, I have to admit, when Will Bond talks about basketball, I fast forward, but that's because oh, I don't like basketball more, more than anything else. Man. All right. Okay. So, all right. Got one last question I want to ask you. Um, this is a very brief conversation. I don't go too in depth. Uh, I apologize to Chuck and Roxy if they're listening. <laughs> that's okay. All right. Uh, one more question I wanted to ask you. It's uh, wait, over or under? Oh, always oh, over. You always take the over, yeah. Always, always. All right, well, I want to get back into math before we uh, get on out of here. Uh, What type of uh, mathematics did you teach at this uh, junior college? Well, I'm going to get a little um, uh, stiff about that. It's, it's, I don't like the phrase junior college because that implies, like junior high school is getting ready for high school. Community mm-hmm. college is college. It is higher ed. It's just the first two years. So yeah. I'll say, but although some areas do in fact call it junior college, it, it just, it, it makes me bristle a little because it sounds like it's prep for college and it's not. We mm-hmm. teach college classes and teaching in a community college. I absolutely love because I teach everything. I teach everything from how to add fractions to differential equations in Calc 3. So it really is, it's it's interesting, it's fun, it's never boring. I could never teach in a high school and then teach Algebra 2 for 10 years in a row. Every semester I usually teach um, different classes and it just, it keeps things fun and exciting. So it's 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 a cool place to teach math. Yeah, that's good. So I also have the YouTube channel too. Uh, did you mm-hmm. use of that when uh, COVID hit? Um, to be honest, that that channel has been around for almost, I think, over ten years now. Oh, um, so you're early adopters. Yeah, yeah, because I've community colleges have taught online for many years. So when COVID hit, it really wasn't as shocking to us. But if you look at, I mean, I did have a spike around COVID, but it's been right. pretty constant i've had i think i have at this point 880 880,000 views on my mm-hmm. silly math channels so uh um yeah so it's it's kind of fun and they're just up there i i uh get a couple nickels from them uh, uh every month or whatnot but it's uh yeah no it, it it's fun if i can help somebody by throwing up a video i'll i'll do it yeah i mean you sent me you dm me the screenshot of how many views you had uh as we were getting ready for this interview, or at least in the run-up to it. Yep, yep. All right, so um, all right, wanted to ask, uh, I'm, I hate to steal a page from Chuck and Roxy, but if you're sports fans, I mean, you weren't, you moved around quite a bit as you addressed earlier on at the top of this interview. So the biggest ones you have as far as uh, 
sports go. I mean, this is what Chuck and Roxy asked you on uh, the yeah, world. Yeah, I'm going to, my my big team, I, I no longer have um, a football team. I used to be the Giants. And then once oh. Bill Parcells switched to Dallas, that whole thing kind of fell apart. Um, my husband's a strong Steelers fan because he's from Pittsburgh. So uh, um, I'll, 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 I'll cheer for the Steelers. But if I have to pick a team, it's going to be the Nationals, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> They've had a tough season. I mean, I can relate being a Yankees fan. We've had all this success. And I'll go ahead and anybody else listening, go ahead and throw the hate my way. But we've struggled this year, too. Two words, Aaron Judge. Well, I have yeah. to say. Yeah, uh, that's real bugbear. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, most of my family were Yankees fans. I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Washington team, oddly enough, they played in Canada before moving to D.C. They were in Montreal many years yeah. ago. All right. Well, Dina, do you have anything to plug? It's been great chatting with you. No, no. Just, I, you know, got my silly YouTube channel. And if you're going to um, attend Jingle Fest at Waradaka, please make sure you go to Bill Wash's website, summeroflittles.com. Click on the RSVP link and I will make you a name tag. But whether you're going to mine or any of the summer littles, go ahead and go to the website and RSVP so people can know to expect you. Yeah, well, I'm doing the virtual venue. So nice. the name right at the lower left-hand corner of the screen. So they'll know. I did two years ago. That's how I first saw Gary Braun and uh, Bobby Gottfried and Bob Walsh. Yeah, so Bobby Gottfried was part of, I used to play um, Chatter, I'm sorry, Trivia okay. down at Chatter. So right. it was Claire and Bobby and a bunch of, you know, Suze, or, uh, Suzanne Nichols. There was a bunch of people there. So I'm good friends with a lot of people, mainly because of Trivia from Chatter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bobby Gottfried told me, uh, I think he's doing this thing called Learned League. I've only yes. heard of it heard about i've tried to get on but i think you got to get an invite to do stuff like that yeah yeah and i'm 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 really good at math i am not good at trivia so i would not do well at the learned league in fact i tended to just sit in trivia and eat um the delicious desserts that uh liz kornheiser created but that the was not it. <laughs> i think she was called the chanka when i first started listening i know uh, Liz was uh, with. Oh, this is Tony's daughter. This is yes. not Mike. Uh, correct, uh, correct. Wife. Tony's daughter was um, in charge of the. I don't know if she was in charge of, but she had a lot to do with the restaurant during during the uh, the last time that they uh, they owned it, and she made amazing desserts. I'll bet she did. I mean, it's uh, somebody who uh, never been there. I'm just I'm just saying it's hearsay. I'm sure they would have been good, man. It really uh, hit the spot. Yes. All right. Well, Dina, Dina from Damascus. It was great. Is it Dina in or Deanna from? Uh, Dina sorry. in Damascus. Dina in Damascus. All right. AKA Dina, you go to. Great talking to you, man. Uh, thanks for uh, hopping on here. I really appreciate it. La cheeserie. La cheeserie. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. Before you sign off here. Um, okay. Well, I don't know about you, but that was a great way to kick off the little chat series. As we get to about three weeks or so, actually it'll be two weeks by the time this episode drops, towards Summer of Littles 2023. August finally has a holiday. And it's the first Saturday of the month, so August 5th this year is when all these events will be taking place. The Littles have selected venues 
all across the United States of America and other parts of the world too if I had to wager. And there's also a virtual venue which I'll be participating in. So it all kicks off 5 o'clock wherever it is you live. So your relevant time zone. Oh, there's that right there. Summeroflills.com is where you want to sign up. I put the link in the show notes. So there you have it. Thanks again to Dina and Damascus for kicking off this series. Before we end the show here, I just want to say, you said keep it short. This is Peach Fuzz. Contact couple months, then we out. You said keep it short. This is Peach Fuzz. Contact couple months, then we out. It's nothing serious. I want to be your man. It's nothing serious. I want to be your man. Peach Fuzz by Tyler the Creator. They have it right there. All right, let's get to the pod shout-outs here before I get run over by a Subaru. GFA Live, greetings from Allentown. Peter Winston and Keith Langston live watched the WWF main event February 3rd, 1989. You can follow Pete on Twitter at GF Allentown Pod. Also check out his YouTube channel. Kind of a light week for the uh, podcast, I will say. I mentioned sportscasters in 24-inch last week. Break it down show, Pete A. Turner talked with Richard Caruso. Talking about, and this was the title, Corruption and Corrections in Corcoran. So we're talking prison, a little scandal that took place there. Always the culture of corruption therein. You can follow the show across all your social media at Break It Down Show. And there's also the host. You can follow him at Pete A. Turner. I don't know why I didn't leave off with this or lead off with this podcast, given the subject matter. It's the Little Littles podcast. Chuck and Roxy talk with Toby Clark. And hopefully I'll get Chuck and Roxy on here. They expressed interest. We'll see what happens on that whole deal. That would be awesome to get them on. I mean, I've been on their podcast. Why not? Let's return the favor two years plus later. You can follow Chuck and Roxy on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. Have they made the threads yet? And also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. So check those out. And the Lawrence Ross Show, too, across all your social media, at Blind Lawrence. As for this show, this fine podcast to which you're listening, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, all that stuff. I heard Stitcher's coming to an end, too. I think August 31st is when it's all going kaput, or sometime toward the end of August. I had Stitcher before, man. Sad it's going away. Well, we're not on there. It looks like we ain't going to be on there. <laughs> It'll never happen. But we're also available on other podcasters, too. So there's that. If said podcaster does not have this podcast available, here's something you can do, or try to at least. Take the RSS feed from the show notes, copy it there, paste it onto your podcatcher, and new episodes come out whenever they're available. And certainly a good time to do something like that, given all the content's going to be coming in your ear holes for the next few weeks or so as we get ready for Summer of Littles. If said podcatcher has rating and or review capabilities, give yours truly a five-star ring and a good write-up or else you'll be condemned to eating ice cream near the sink for the rest of your life. So there you have it. Thanks in advance for your support. I truly appreciate it. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. The Little Chat series is well underway. More to come in the next few weeks. Thanks again to Dean Damascus for joining us. I truly appreciate it. I'll talk to you next time. Not sure who the guest is going to be or what we're going to talk about for that matter. But I'll talk to you soon. 
is always and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. If you're out on your bike tonight, do wear white. Otis lives. about you but I thought that was a great way to start off summer of littles or at least the the run yeah come on man what are we doing out there man well I don't know about you but that was a great way to start off the little chat segment as we ah uh, fiddle dee dee